Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. Welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. And that is myself and my partner across from me, none other than Mr. Front Row Kenny himself. How do you doing, brother? How do you, what, do you, what do you say? Yo, what's good, good people? I hope y'all are doing well. Hope everyone is doing all right. We had a crazy race this past Sunday. Renee, how's everything going with you? Man, fantastic. I had an absolutely just relaxing weekend, and I know that's hard to believe for some of you people out there, and that's probably hard to believe from you, Kenny. <laughs> but I literally just I did some house sitting with my girlfriend out in Newport Beach, we sat there and relaxed with the dog and took it for a walk and just, I mean, literally playing house, you know, without the kids. So it was even better. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that, that makes all the difference in the world, brother. <laughs> I, look, I bet, man, look, a dog compared to a dog compared to like an actual child is, I'm sure, a world brother, of a difference. But you know how some dogs are. They well, no, damn near like true. babies. <laughs> but, yes, but you know what? I, I usually always tell people who don't have children, you know, if they're 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 asking me my opinion about having children, I'm like, do yourself a favor. I was like, <clears throat> buy yourself a puppy, get yourself a pet. And if you can deal with that, you, you you'll be ready for children. Trust okay, me, so that's funny. That that is that is funny because you know what? I can I can audibly hear my girlfriend saying, "Yeah, you know, we ain't doing no dogs." My girlfriend is not like a dog person. Does not really do dogs now. Obviously, I I think I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm a dog person. I'm not gonna handle animals. I had two dogs when I was growing up, from like elementary all the way up to college, but. Yeah, so, you know, me and dogs, we get along. I have no issue with them. Sometimes cats, they, you know, they all right. Yeah, they well, kind of cool. You know, my, my, my girl's a cat person, so she's not really a dog person. But, you know, I think the reason more or less why she had me come out and, and help her baby, or house sit, excuse me, is so I, I could take care of this dog. Because, you know, the the first night she was there, this is how much of, of a dog person she, this is how much she's not a dog person. She took the dog out on a walk in flip-flops now to some people they may that that may not sound so bad and that's okay if you're walking a chihuahua or a yorkie but she's walking like this dog is about as big as a labrador i mean so it's got some size. yeah it's got some size on it and i don't know exactly the 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 breed of this dog but it's kind of like in the the poodle kind of mix a little bit if you will but and i'm not talking about a small poodle i'm talking about a pretty big <laughs> you know nice poodle but the size of a nice labrador so kind of yeah so she takes this dog out on a walk in flip-flops and i'm like oh my god you, you know a dog like this size you can't take a you can't take out and flip flops. You know you got to put tennis shoes on because this dog is gonna take you for a run. Hey, some of them dogs are strong, so yeah. I understand but now. Any, but like, anyway, uh, so how was your weekend, man? It was pretty good. It, I again, first time in some years that I've actually had like a full weekend to myself, and for once, I actually didn't really do much. What I was going to end up doing, I was gonna go out to Hickory Motor Speedway to go see Roger Carruth run in a in the Throwback Two Seventy Six. However, I kept looking at the weather all day, and I was really noticing how it was going to probably rain pretty heavy. And so Hickory is about an hour away from Charlotte, for those that aren't familiar. But 
it's a cool race for one and like i wanted to see it because i've never actually had the time to go out to go see the race mm -hmm. but yeah you know with the cars tour i love late models they're really cool cars but yeah the, the weather was just like kind of looking dicey now i made a good judgment call because i think it was around like nine or eight ish somewhere around that ballpark I saw a tweet from somebody I knew that was there, the rains that came, and sure enough later, about an hour later, it rained hard enough to the point where the lights came out or went out at, at the speedway, so they had to reschedule. I think it's going to be this Friday. I'll see if I can make it, but yeah, it was a change of pace for my weekend. It's not exactly, it hasn't been my norm for the last five years, so it's <laughs> like, man, it's, it's just different, and I'm like, damn, this is really what I can be missing out, I have been missing out on, so to speak, and you know, now... I've been thinking about, like, you know, being able to make some weekend trips because, you know, some are more doable from, you know, a couple hours away or an hour or two away because I can, you know, leave yeah. on a Friday, come back on a Sunday, you know, afternoon, morning, whatever. So, yeah, hopefully I can do more of that. We'll see. Well, we'll see what it goes. Maybe I'll go back to homecoming. Shoot, I haven't been homecoming and Lord knows when, so we'll see. Oh, that'd be, a, that, that'd be a nice one to go get back to, the homecoming. Yeah, back to college, back to Tuskegee for a minute, and you know that'd be cool to see a whole lot of people I probably haven't seen for years. So when's the last time? Uh, when's yeah. the last time you've been back over there in that in that area? Man, since I was an undergrad, which is crazy. Well, actually, I take that back. My last homecoming was when I was an undergrad, but I went there down there for for a, for a completely different reason at one point. Um, and while I was there, it was real short time. But yeah, I haven't been back in shoot now it's, yeah it's been still about five years now which is crazy to say so well i'll tell yeah. you i'll tell you who's back in the winner's circle and that's mr tyler reddick for the, he done did it again yeah man for the second time this season he wins another race and i'm gonna tell you man it you know and we, and we can just go ahead and dive into this nascar talk kenny but you know it, it's the way the race ended was just weird because I said chaotic. I, yeah, it was it was chaotic, and you're sitting there going, "Uh oh, wait a minute." <laughs> are we gonna? Are I we think gonna... that's how every driver felt. Good grief! It was yeah, just because you, all over. Because you start thinking, "Wait a place. minute, are we gonna have another disqualification here? What, what's happening?" Man, it was just pure chaos. And I'm gonna be honest with you: as much as I enjoy chaos to a certain level and place. It's almost like everyone just forgets, like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been driving on a road, any any type of road course for, you know, X amount of years. Like, let me just throw everything out the window we know, and let's just make this a complete, you know, clown show. But, yeah, overtime was just an absolute mess. And it was – I'm glad it didn't kill Tyler Reddick's win because there's def – there definitely could have been a moment where if – Ross Chastain hadn't got penalized, which we'll talk about a little bit later. If he had got to the bumper of Tyler Reddick and who says he doesn't pass him again and, you know, he gets to the front and then he wins that way, it would look very odd. And I think, like, what people really wanted, I guess we might as well talk about it anyway, is that, you know, that call probably should have been made, like, on the, on the same exact lap it happened when he went down and, you know, yeah. took the access road and all that good stuff. That should have just happened right away. Same thing with Austin Dillon, obviously, but he wasn't really in the picture. But yeah, it was a yeah, it was a mess. It, yeah, it left and, a lot of people and, and pretty you know, pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah, because then you know, I'm listening to as I'm going back and watching the highlights, you know, and I'm listening to the guys talk talk about it, you know, as it's as it's unfolding. I can't remember who was talking about it, but he made a good point because if you're Austin centric. And you're you're riding behind 
you know, Chastain, well, like, you you know, you don't know, you don't know how to race the guy. I mean, is he in? Is he out? I mean, is it, you know, do I, do I need to, you know, get around him to, you know, to be in, to, to come in second, to qualify for second, to try to win the race? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, you're right, it was just a chaotic scene, and it, it was very confusing, and I, I can tell you this, I, I, I'm I'm sure NASCAR is just glad that it, it 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 turned out the way that it did because the last thing I know they wanted to do was have another controversy disqualification <laughs> on their hands. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and I mean nobody wanted to deal with any of that. I think Ross eventually his I think his placing was 27th if I'm not mistaken, but that's where he ended up landing after the disqual I'm mean, not disqualification, but after the penalty right. for taking the access road. So yeah, it could have been real bad like it, it could have turned worse but I think like Brian Blaney had said he was like you know he was pissed because the way he you know kind of shook down I mean he w- could have been third but because he got spun it didn't work out that way now obviously some days that'll happen but I think like obviously when these restarts happen the chaos ensues there's still only four weeks left into the playoffs some people are still fighting for those last positions like Ryan Blaney who even though was having a very good year on paper and in a traditional traditional points sake but the problem is, right now, in the next four weeks, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, obviously, from here and now, but there very well could be four different winners between now and Daytona, right? That, that's possible. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's not impossible for that to happen. But yeah, so it kind of, you know, leaves the door open for, you know, people like him and people like Kevin Harvick, who very well could be on the outside looking in. And there's also that possibility that someone who is, you know, may win you know, within the next two weeks, they could be bumped out because somebody else might have won. So if we get two winners next week, I mean, between now and next week yeah. at Michigan and Watkins Glen, now you've got 16, which means, you know, you're going into Daytona and it's like, well, there's a chance, right? So yeah, it gets, it gets real dicey here. And I mean, I think uh, these last four races are going to be chaotic more than likely. And hopefully things can be put together well, but yeah, it's looking like more and more each day that between Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona, we yeah. very well could have four different winners, like I said. So it's going to get real real tight here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, and all this chaotic stuff and, and all the drivers, it's good. they're getting testy. It's obvious, and you see it unfolding on the track, you know, during the race, after the race. And the reason why I bring that up is, is going back to Blaney. You know, he literally, you know, showed his dislike and frustration, and he, and he, and he you know, spun Daniel Suarez. You know, you know, I mean, obviously this was after the race, but I don't know if you caught that. Kenny, did you catch that? Yeah, it was kind of, it was crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I know everyone was, well, I know know, everyone was pissed off well, by the end of that off, thing. You know, <laughs> he's sitting there, you know, arguing the fact that, you know, well, people just, they just do whatever they want. And, you know, I mean, people just dive in there and wreck you, I think is what he said. And I mean, it's just... You know, I, I mean, it's 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 frustrating. I understand that. You know what I mean. And you know, when you get down towards the end of the regular season, and like you said, we only have you know a handful of races left. You know, people are going to get testy, and you know, drivers are going to start racing a little bit harder, and you know, tensions are going to get high. And 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 some of these drivers that need a win to get in, you know what I mean? They're they're going to try to do whatever they they need to do to get in. Yeah, it's going to get worse and worse as we move along. I mean, once you really think about it, you look at the tracks that we have left. Obviously, Michigan, a two-and-a-half-mile oval, or two-mile or two oval, excuse me, that's going to be a pretty crazy one. If you 
watched Auto Club. My expectation is probably about somewhere in that ballpark because those tracks are basically somewhat built the same. So yeah. the idea of Michigan came from, you know, Auto Club. So that's how that was birthed, but or vice versa. But still, either way, I think it'll still be crazy. Again, yeah. Richmond, we've got a short track, and it's also going to be in the daytime, so it's going to be hot. Watkins Glen, a very a very fast and sweeping road course, and then obviously to close it out, that's anybody's ball game at Daytona. Anyone oh, God, can win yeah. it at Daytona. So, yeah, I expect some more desperation, <laughs> and we'll we'll see how it cracks down. But, my God, it was a... Yeah. It was quite a show at the Brickyard. Yeah, that's the sure best was. way I can describe it. Go ahead and just run us down the top ten if you'd like there, Kenny. Yeah, so obviously Tyler Reddick has got his second win of the season, and this is very odd timing, I guess you could say almost, given the fact that in 2024 he'll be with 23XI, and it seems like that team is still very composed. And, you know, obviously the timing of that being around where the playoffs are set is somewhat awkward. But I think also what that team has kind of rallied around, and I can't remember who said it, but they some of those people have been there when Kevin Harvick had made his departure late at one point in time when he left and went to Stuart Haas mm-hmm. and you know that was very it that was still while the season was going on so you know that was a that was a thing but you know at the same time I think when you look at it like that it's like well you can see that team is still going to have to operate as normal obviously and they're going to still have to fill the you know fill the gaps where necessary and still manage to, you know, win races as they're locked in and by a pretty good margin after having two wins. So that pretty much, I think that's a a pretty safe blanket to be in at that point is to have two wins, but versus just, you know, a sole win at this point, I think there shouldn't be no chance that he should be knocked out. So, you know, yeah, good, a good day for that team. I mean, Tyler Reddick was, was on it. Christopher Bell almost did exactly what I expected him to do, but things didn't work out. He had a tire go down, so that didn't work out for him. But he was looking pretty good. So yeah. he was he was my he was one of my picks last week. So that was that. But yes, he gets his second win and I'm I think there may be more on the way if I'm being quite honest. That team is pretty hot right now. Yeah, you're um, right. I, I I agree with you on that. Yeah, rolling in second was Austin Sendrick. Harrison Burton came home in third. Todd Gillen came home in fourth. And that's somewhat significant because that's the first time since 1994 that you have actually had three rookies in the top five. And believe it or not, wow. there is some relation in this in this category. So it was Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, and Joe Nemechek who finished in the top <laughs> five back in 1994. So wow. ain't that something. Uh that's pretty crazy. Dad and uncle yeah. had done it, and so he managed to end up doing it himself. But yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty dope feature, a dope feat for those young drivers. And they all ran a pretty, a pretty solid race all day. So kudos to them as they continue to learn. And Austin Sendrick is obviously in the playoffs and is your Daytona 500 champion. So yeah. there's that. Fifth place is Bubba Wallace. Very good day. It's been a very good string of races for 23XI in that category. They have looked pretty sharp, and I think they have been putting the pieces together pretty well. I frankly think. Michigan and Daytona are probably their best bets right now. Mm-hmm. That's just my take personally. But I think if they could win anywhere, I think those are the two spots where they probably end up doing so. But again, good day for 23XI. And again, Bubba Wallace is not necessarily the best road course racer. And I think he's definitely making some strides to get better. And yeah. today, I mean, Sunday was a great showing of that. So good on him. Joe Logano came home in sixth. Uh, AJ Allmendinger in seventh. He battled with uh, his cool suit failing, so he was in some pretty crazy hot temperatures at the end of that race, and it was yeah. already you know what? warm I, enough in Indianapolis. I, I, I saw that video where he literally just climbed out of the car 
and fell to his knees. I mean, I'm going to tell you, you know, this is a scary thing that we kind of tend to uh, kind of overlook and or tend to forget sometimes that these drivers, they get so overheated in those cars. And when they're wearing all of the cool packs and when it's not working, I mean, just imagine, you know, how hot that guy must have been. And, you know, for somebody who works in the medical field myself, you know, you know, when you when you have people that come in, you know, dealing with heat strokes and fatigueness or whatever symptoms that they have from from being overheated and not enough hydration, it's pretty scary because uh, you know I I I have I have been around and I have known people myself personally who have suffered from heat exhaustion or heat strokes and 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 it's 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 a serious thing. It's life threatening, Kenny, and so they have to be very careful. And I'm and I'm telling you, you know, watching him get out of that car and do that that was that was a pretty scary moment. Yeah, most deaf. I'm again I'm glad he's okay. And I was glad everyone got a chance to get to him pretty quickly. But I think shortly after the race, his wife had tweeted that he was doing a whole lot better. So yeah, yeah heat exhaustion is no joke. Yeah, he wheeled that one home. Eighth was Michael McDowell, ninth Cole Custer, and to round out the top ten was Chris Busher. So there goes your top ten at Indy at the road course. And this is the second year in a row that we've actually had the road course. This also brought quite a bit of discussion, including from a driver himself. AKA James Dennis Hamlin, also known as, or should I say, also known as Denny Hamlin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he tweeted out, he was like, go back to the Oval. He just was not having it. And quite a few fans also, you know, kind of shared the same sentiments. Like they were, some people were just like, okay, well, let's go back to the Oval. Even though a lot of people, including myself, were not very big fans of the race that it put on, just not that entertaining, in my opinion. But, you know, it has, you know, obviously it has been. Times have changed, and I know change happens, but I think maybe we go back to the Oval. I don't know which is the real answer, but, yeah, it just it just is not, like, necessarily the best race. But even though I still felt like this race outside of the overtime was actually pretty decent, it just got real chaotic once you bunched everybody up once again. So, yeah, there was a lot of opinions on that, and I even asked you guys on Twitter on at, on at Turns No Breaks just to see what you guys are feeling in. Steve Mm, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, my brother, but you said road courses are so much better. I went to the Oval one year. It was horribly boring. Got stressed out. No passing. It was one of Jeff Lush's lowest pole races. Now, I can believe that because there were a lot of those races that I can remember that weren't very good. Yeah. And that's a problem that I can instantly remember that. I will never forget when Kyle Busch won the Brickyard and, my God, he stunk up the show because he was just that good, but, my God, it was terrible. It was <laughs> And and again you'll and again you'll have that some days like you will just have that happen but the race was awful and there's been obviously more things shout out to my homie Dontre who took his parents out to to the brickyard for a cup race and it just happened to be the race where the tire debacle happened and they were pitting every ten laps for tires because something went completely wrong and yeah that was quite a story I've heard from my man from Indiana but oh wow but yeah it was it was a trip I don't know what Indy you know I don't know what's up with Indy obviously but. It was an experiment in the 90s, and ironically enough, you guys can't see it, but right behind me, I actually have a poster from the 95 Brickyard 400 that I found. I actually framed it, randomly enough, and you know, thinking about that time, it was really an experiment for stock cars to be at Indy, and it was just a real huge thing at the time, but as the years went by, it just went, you know, oh, it's cool, you know, we understand mm-hmm. the prestige, but fans are just less and less and less of going to it, and then... It's, it's been a lot. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Renee, 
always welcome to hear your thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I want to just talk about you know the I, you know the race was 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 okay. I, I I didn't think it was anything fantastic, but what I did want to point out is the top three guys: Tyler Reddick, Austin Cindric, Harrison Burton. I want to go back. I mean, I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at Tyler Reddick's you know you know picture here on the website. And I mean, the guy looks like he's still in high school for crying out loud. And oh, he's a young guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then I'm looking over at Austin Cindric and Harrison Burton, and man, these guys look like they they belong on the lacrosse team or the or the or the local high school soccer team, man. Hey, they they and, some young they some young cats, man. I know, and it's so bizarre because I'm looking at them going, man, these guys look so damn young. I mean, and here they are, you know, racing in you know the NASCAR Cup Series, and it's just. You know, amazing, like, you know, as young as these guys look, but, uh, you know, they have what it takes to race at that level. So, it, it you know, it, it, it tells you a lot about, you know, uh, the, these guys and the work that they put in. And, uh, I mean, even though that they're, they're as young as they are, you know, I mean, I'm looking at the top 10 and, you know, I mean, you know, other than probably Joey Logano, A.J. Almendinger, you know, I mean, I know Michael McDowell's probably been there for a little bit, but, you know, all the guys that we're used to seeing out there, you don't see no Kyle Busch, you don't see a Denny Hamlin, you know, I mean, you know, one, I think one of the guys that we both picked, Martin Truex Jr., you know, nowhere in, near the top 10, Brad Keselowski, not even that, so it's, it's, I think what I'm taking from, from a lot of these races is just like how you're seeing so much of these young guys and uh, they're trying to you know show out and and put their their name and their teams on the map you know notwithstanding you know what's happening with Tyler Reddick you know and I know that whole situation going through of you know him leaving and you know after I, what is it after the 220 the 2023 season I think it is you know, if I'm not mistaken, it's after he's leaving after the 2023 season, right? So it's next year. Yep. So he'll be. Yep. So he'll be back in the car next year. Yeah. Okay. okay so yeah, that's right. You know, but it, you know, it kind of goes back to what you know another situation of of what we have going on with Kyle Busch. You know. You know. I, I don't know what what your thoughts are on it, but you know, it 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 does make you know a kind of a a, a negative situation when you see Kyle Busch. You know the way he's. I don't know. I don't want to say acting, but uh, he's not acting. But just the way that his demeanor is, how he's been handling the whole situation. I mean, it, it, to me, obviously, I, I mean, to me, honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, it's looking very different each and every week. I feel like I think to me, I think it's probably going to end up still being at Joe Gibbs. But of course, you know, the rumor mill has plenty of different thoughts on where he might go even Kevin Harvick commented as apparently being rumored to go to Stuart Haas Racing you know Kevin said you know I'd welcome as a teammate you know we have a mutual respect for one another and of course obviously Kyle is Kyle but he said a very good point you know when you have a guy like Kyle that's in this garage you know he's a very fast driver obviously on his own and then that just that's just a domino effect for every other car on that team it's like okay we got a guy that's going fast it's a good chance we can get us all going fast. It's a very good possibility. So, you know, Kevin has kind of said that. Not really sure how this going to work. If this was the NBA, someone in the NBA would be slapping him with a fine and calling it tampering. But it's not. So, yeah, we're in a different situation. But I think Kyle very well may stay at, at Joe Gibbs Racing. That's really my best guess. Yeah, I know a I, lot of people are speculating with, like, you know, 
speculating because obviously Eminem is no longer going to be on the car. That's a huge gap. Like that is a very yeah, huge uh, uh, sponsor to fill. Obviously, um, but either way, like with all that happening, it's also you know the waiting game, and I. I feel like he'll end up in somebody's car. There's no way in the world he doesn't end up in somebody's car in you the Cup what? Series. I, I don't believe so. I was telling a buddy of mine that the other day. He's a he's a casual NASCAR fan, but he he knows about the whole Kyle Busch situation, and and and, and he was talking to me about man, it's just weird, like because uh, the way I associate Kyle Busch is the the M and M's, you know, sponsorship logo, and you know, every time I. I see Eminem's packaging. I, I I think of Kyle Busch. I'm going, yeah, that's a good that's a good thought. I'm like, oh, wow. I go that now, uh, you know, more than a casual NASCAR fan would know that really. You know what I mean? But I, and then it started to make me think because I was like, man, how in the hell does this guy not have a car next year? Like, there's there's I cannot see it happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I really don't. But of course, you know, silly season is insane and it has been pretty crazy so far with the few moves that have happened. There's also an announcement coming from Richard Children's Racing in a couple days. They haven't announced who it is. A lot of people have looked at the silhouette, and it has been shown to be allegedly Austin Hill. I personally think it looks exactly like him as well. I'm not sure if this is a necessary, uh, we're going to have him on full-time next year deal or whatever it may be, but apparently that there has been a driver listed for a third car for RCR on entry list, and so people are assuming that's probably what it is. But I guess we'll have to see. I mean, it's a good guess, I feel like. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they'd done it because, ironically enough, when Tyler Reddick came on the scene, they put a car together for him one weekend. I believe it was Kansas' debut Long time ago, it feels like, and that's when he hopped in the car. He did really well, so I believe he had a top ten at Kansas that weekend. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very, inter- <clears throat> excuse me, it's a very interesting time in racing, and or at least in the Cup Series. It has been pretty crazy, yeah, so far. But I think that's really it for silly season, at least for right now. There's nothing else really too crazy. I personally don't think Ty Gibbs is making a jump right away, but he's definitely going to be in Cup within the next two years for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a been a crazy old time at, at the Brickyard. But with that being said, I honestly don't think I have much more left to say about this past weekend, Renee. Unless you do, I suppose we can go for some predictions for Michigan well, and uh, Irish Hills. Yeah, I do not. But what I would like to close out, Mister Kenny, is I would like to give my condolences out there to the Bill Russell family. Uh, Bill Russell, uh, who well that we all should know, was a longtime Boston Celtics basketball player who died. I think it was, I believe it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, in the comfort, I believe, with his wife and family. So it, it, it's a sad day for basketball fans. Sad day for Boston Celtics fans for sure. But uh, what a what a what a gentleman to the game. What a gentleman to the sport and what he has done to also help pave the way to move forward. Of, of of combining, you know, not just basketball, but the world of sports between blacks and whites. And I mean, what a what an unbelievable basketball player he was. And uh, my condolences again to his family. So if you're a Boston Celtics fan, if you're a Boston fan out there, my, you know, my condolences to you. And don't worry, I'm sure the Patriots will be back and the Celtics are getting better. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the Red Sox are making moves. There are a lot of talks in, ba- in baseball. But other than that, we can definitely now go into some predictions, my brother. So, Kenny... We are on our way to the Michigan International Speedway. Let us know who you got. It's time for Grace Predictions. 
All right, well spoken, well spoken. Definitely RIP to an absolute icon, legend on the yes, court sir. and off yes, the court. Sir. So going into Michigan, we're in the Irish Hills, even though and most people can't see him from the racetrack. You can see him outside, but you can't see him from the track. But <laughs> either way, a very fast, <laughs> a very fast two-mile track. At one point in time, I remember we could go 200 miles an hour going into turns one and two, which was absolutely nuts. That was one very cool thing about watching Michigan back in the day was watching qualifying because it was entertaining. But with that being said, I am actually going to go with Gonna go with Alex Bowman, believe it or not. Gonna give him some gonna right. give him some good luck. He's had a couple he's had a couple rough patches and for some reason the Chevys and the the Chevys have and the Fords have been, you know, going back and forth at uh, Michigan as of late. So Ryan Blaney won last year. So with that being said, I'm also gonna pick another Ford and I'm actually going to pick Joey Logano, who was also right a former winner of the Firekeepers Casino four hundred. So those are my picks. It is the it is the manufacturer's cup, quote unquote, this weekend that they're giving away. I forget the name of the actual trophy, but yeah. So we'll see whose manufacturer is gonna come on top and take <laughs> home the glory. But Renee, who you got? All right. Well, I am going with a Chevy myself. I'm gonna go with Chase Elliott on this one. I believe Chase Elliott is gonna come out on top there at Michigan. We'll see him in the winner's circle, but. I think that my I think my alternative pick is going to be a little bit different. I'm actually going to go, believe it or not, with Kyle Busch. That's coming out of nowhere, and uh, it's hard even just to say that. But I really honestly believe that Kyle Busch could probably pull this one out. But I'm going to go with Chase Elliott as my main pick. But Kyle Busch, look, look for Kyle Busch as my alternative pick. I'm telling you guys, watch out. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. Those are Kenny's picks. He's sticking with them. What say you, fans of Alterns No Bricks? If you got a winner, if you got a alternative pick, hit us up on our social media at Turns No Breaks. Again, that's at Turns No Breaks across the board at Turns No Breaks, and let us know who you think is going to win. Let us know who your alternative pick is. If you know anybody who loves NASCAR just as much as we do, just as much as you do, please turn them on to Alterns No Breaks. I'm sure that they would love our podcast. For Kenny and myself. That is it for us today, and we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. Hey, man, once again, rest in peace to Bill Russell, an absolute icon. And as always, stay hydrated. Thanks so much for tuning in. 